recording episode 420 on 420. Nice one, buddy. I, I don't care what anyone else says. This is an amazing achievement. Oh, hey, Durant. You need friend. to leave now? Hey, Durant's really friend. Rubbing, <laughs> rubbing, Thank his, you. rubbing his nipple. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's cool. We're kicked off YouTube anyway. It doesn't matter. I don't give a shit, dude. We can do whatever. You can start fucking a house cat. It doesn't matter. Have you naked? Hey, man. I don't hate, I don't hate man. I don't hate, man. The, the human body is beautiful. Don't be ashamed. It's, uh... I don't, oh my god no, I don't give a fuck dude. I, don't give, I don't give a fuck To everybody listening Duran, first ever guest And now we are doing episode 420 on 420 His roommate was just in the screen rubbing his nip But that's cool Hey man He was rubbing his nipple Hey man, hey man. Life's too short to pretend like we're not all freaks Alright Let's uh Let's keep this party going. That we are in my new apartment in my new quote unquote studio, which is actually just my bedroom. And there's no sound suppression on the walls. There's no none of those sound panels yet. I'm not going to have them to the end of May. So we have about another 30 days of echoey podcast. So for everybody that doesn't like that, go fuck yourself and tune back in in a month. But um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know what's more fitting for episode 420 on 420 than me waking up and nothing working. Laptop, black screen of death, couldn't connect to the internet, and I was just like, "Oh no!" I felt high. I was trying to fix everything, and I was like, "This is this is what it feels like when you're too high and like you can't find your keys and they're in your pocket." I was like, "Why isn't it working?" And I finally got it up and working about an hour ago, but that's not interesting. So I'm gonna shut the fuck up with that. Duran, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. I uh, got two more weeks of school. This is my last week of classes before finals. I've just been chilling, you know, been trying to get shit done, trying to have a good time at the same time. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Nothing else other than that. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, and dude, I so I, I thought my laptop was broken, and I found some channel. Of course, if if you find a, if you find a tech channel with an Indian guy it's good and i found some tech channel and he was like do this do that do this and my laptop laptop started working again perfectly but i went to the apple store and online and it says apple store is down come back later and i was like what the fuck is going on but so i was thinking you know how trump got to completely pull a 180 you know how trump got banned from all social media for inciting violence which you know whatever i'll i'll I, I don't think he was, but let's say he was inciting an insurrection at the Capitol. All right, sure, I get it. You got to ban him. Do you think they're going to ban Maxine Waters because she went out the other night breaking her own curfew, marching with uh, BLM, saying we need to be more confrontational, saying we demand a guilty verdict from the Chauvin trial, and which is, I mean, what better way to show that we are a civilized people than taking to the streets and using violence to demand the outcome of a judicial case we want? Don't don't rely on the court system. Just demand you get what you want or, quote, be more confrontational. She said, if it's not a guilty verdict, don't leave the streets. Okay. Okay, whatever. I get it. Maybe it's, you know, 
maybe you know there are a lot of shootings of unarmed black men let's play the devil's advocate maybe you gotta you know maybe you gotta get out there and fucking march or whatever hey it's a wonderful country that we can do that i get it but about two hours after she said you know be more confrontational push back harder there was a drive-by shooting at the nearby national guard and two national guardsmen were injured from a drive-by shooting now does that warrant the 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 deep platforming of Maxine Waters from all social media, demanding a drive by, demanding to be confrontational, and there's a drive by shooting at the nearby National Guard, injuring two National Guardsmen, one of whom had to go to the hospital. What do you think? This isn't exactly the fourth. Man, I mean, I haven't. I think we had, sorry, I think, I think, I think. Yeah, man, I thought you were going to offer me a blunt or something. What the heck, Tommy? I think, I think we have like a couple seconds. Uh, I think we have a couple second delay between us. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's saying that the bandwidth is slow for you. Yeah, like, yeah, no, well, I don't I have don't my internet set up here. No, it's it's not you. It's oh, me. you don't have Ethernet? No, I'm using, a, I'm tethered to a, a, a hotspot thing right now. I'm, I'm, nothing's working in the new apartment. Just like it's, I'm, it's held together with duct tape. But uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, not exactly the uh, the 420 conversation. I mean, I wore my Snoop Loops hoodie. <laughs> I wore my Snoop Loops hoodie. Oh, shoot. I, uh... <laughs> oh, go get your hoodie. Oh, yeah, for everybody listening, Duran is now joining my cult, my growing harem of guests who have bought my merch. We've got Roger, we've got Dr. Gian, and uh, we've got uh, we've got David O'Neill, and now we have Duran Duran with his Area 51 hoodie. Duran, don't tell the people what you think of it. Give them an honest feedback because they're never, you know, of course I'm gonna give my stuff an A plus feedback. So I mean, they're not really gonna get it, you know. Even though I believe my own hype, I think I do have the best merch. It's still they're getting it from me, the guy who's making money off of it. So they're not going to get a you're never going to get a hundred percent genuine uh, uh, feedback on the merch. So how about you? And I have no idea whether or not Durant's going to give me a good or bad review. But what is your honest feedback of the product? So the first thing I noticed about it is it's a very like snug like uh, sweatshirt. It's, it's very comfortable in that way. And I, I really like it for, just for that aspect, you know, let alone the looks. You know, I've been whoring that uh, Area 51 hoodie around everywhere just because I think it's so fucking cool, you know? Thanks, man. But, you know, I'm probably getting all sorts of weird looks. Like, who the fuck is this kid? Like, Good. what is he doing? Good. Who is this kid? You know? Good. But you know what? Fuck those guys. Fuck those that guys. hoodie is one damn nice hoodie. So I'm going to wear it. Thanks, man. But, I, I mean, I love it, man. I... I really dig it, and I think it's impressive artwork as well. Thanks, man. That's 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 my biggest concern. Is just is do, is do you like the design? Because I don't have a say in the actual like structure of the hoodie. Like that's the companies that makes it Shopify. I don't have a say in that. So I'm glad that the hoodie. Like I wear them, I like them, but I don't design. I design the designs. So you like the Area 51 designs? Good. It's dope. Oh yeah, yeah, it's dope, man. <laughs> that's all. That's all I can control. So that's all I'm concerned. Oh, like about. I got a flying saucer in my titty when I wear it. Like he's yeah, dude. Yeah, Bob. He's Yeah, you got Bob Lazar. You got a area. You got a fucking gray alien on there. You know. <laughs> you know. I think the hoodies may serve like a dual purpose. On top of keeping you snug and warm, what they also do is is 
they are accelerants in that if you put it on, you can very quickly find out who is superficial and who is not. You know, if people look at you and yeah. like, why the fuck are you wearing a Bob Lazar hoodie? Well, there, you just you just cut to the core. And now you can excise that person from your life because if, you know, it's like what Dr. Seuss said, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Meaning, you know, if someone's cool and they're your friend, they won't give a shit about how you dress or how you look. So uh, maybe that's the maybe that's the secondary or perhaps tertiary effect of the hoodies is that you can excise shitty people from your life. But um, yeah, yeah, man, it's uh, whenever you come on, you were episode one. I think you were like episode sixty, and you were like episode two hundred something. Whenever Duran comes on, we kind of do like a recap of like where the podcast is gone. And, and where it's going. And the first time it was episode one with no views and no subscribers. The second time, I think like we read off the stats and we were at like 300. And the fourth time, or the third time we were at maybe might have broken a thousand subscribers. So now here we are, Duran and I, April 20th, 420, episode 420. Right now, aside from being in YouTube jail, we're at 5,185 subscribers on YouTube. So it's gone up exponentially. So you've jumped a thousand subscribers last time we talked. Yeah. And that's really good. Thanks, man. Congrats. I think we're at 320,000 views on YouTube. And Rumble and BitChute are much tinier. Rumble's at like 129 subscribers. BitChute's at like 50. But. Every time we talk, we kind of recap it. We see how it's going. And, you know, now now we're talking and, you know, the numbers are up. There's a merch store. It's actually making shit. Now I'm in my own apartment paid for by the podcast, which to me is just mind boggling. But we also kind of cover what's going on in the world. So the first time we talked, I think I think COVID was like the first time you and I talked, episode one, we talked about Hong Kong. And it was before oh, yeah. COVID was even in the news. And the second time we talked, COVID was in the news. And Duran and I, you can mm. go back and find the episode. Duran and I were like, we were like, uh, we were like, if we had, if we could go back in time to episode one and tell them about COVID, they wouldn't believe us. So what he and I did was we started, and you can go find this episode. We started joking. We're like, what's the next thing? Because one day we're going to look back at this episode, episode 60, whatever it was, and there's going to be a new thing. What is it going to be? And we eventually hypothesized that a famous rapper was going to get killed, maybe like a Tupac or a Biggie. And that's not what happened. But that afternoon, George Floyd was killed. That afternoon, after our episode. So the next time we spoke, we looked back and we were like, okay, the thing that we were predicting were the riots. And we were like, what's the next big thing? We were like, are there going to be UFOs in 2020? And the UFOs never came, but there was Sadly. But there was Sadly. There was an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. So we were right. There was another big one. So now, <laughs> here we are, April 20th, 2021. And I wonder what predictions we can make, you know, for the podcast. I'd hope by my goals for this December, for December 12th, which will be the two-year anniversary of the podcast, my hopes are that we break 10,000 subscribers. I think that could be really cool. 
in terms of <laughs> social predictions, do we dare keep playing this game? Because I feel like you and I have manifested George Floyd getting killed and a capital insurrection. So what? What? And I know I haven't stopped talking yet, Duran. I'm not being a very good host. <laughs> I, I get excited. I get excited. What do you think's coming? That's all right. the, what do you think's coming down the pipeline? Uh, I think that Bitcoin mining and things like that are going to get even more extreme. Uh, if you're a hardware computer lover in any way, you know that there are certain components right now that are a bitch and a half to try to get. Untouchable. Uh, yeah, it's it's untouchable. Like I will have like a 30 series graphics card in my cart, and by the time I go click check out, it's gone. That's insane. or by the time I even click on the link, it's gone. That's insane. And I get instant notifications too, so it's just insane. So if you have a if you're needing to upgrade hard drives, SSDs, NVMEs. I would do that right now because there's another coin in town and it's called Shia and it's being primarily being mined in China, but Shia is mined using hard drives and SSDs and stuff like that. So if you have hardware needs that you need to take care of, I would take care of that right now. Well, um, <laughs> like that's one prediction I have. The other prediction I have is that <clears throat> We're going to continue to see social interaction. And the reason I think that it, that will be true is I think that what's happened during the summer was very symbolic. And it was very symbolic towards what's happening politically in this country. And what's happening politically in my mind is that we're having fights between ideologies, which is never a good thing. Never, ever a good thing. And so that's, that's one of the things I've had in my back of my mind that I continually worry about. Because, you know, the, the status of the president, you know, he's not meant to be God in their society. You know, he's not meant to have these powers. He's, um, you know, he's not meant to bring in socialized health care, for example. Like, that's Congress's job. Like, if we want that in the States, like, we could do that. But it shouldn't come from the presidency. Yeah. It should come from Congress. And there's a lot of problems when you do that and when you force the president to have a bigger role than what he needs. And it's mm-hmm. almost like we're following the symbolism in that way mm-hmm. because, you know, the president is now a symbolic symbol. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's why Trump had a lot of control over a lot of people, whether, you know, they loved him or hated him. Well, yeah. But, yeah. It's um, my, uh, my, my best friend's birthdays in a month and he's uh he's the biggest gamer i know i've known him oh since, really i've known him since i was 11 he's i mean pc master race he's always been he always shits on me because i'm an, i'm a fucking casual who buys macbooks and he's got his like water cooled <laughs> fucking you know rig that can solve cancer and uh his birthday's coming up and i don't know shit about building pcs you know to me it's like you i buy an apple every four years but I was like, last night I was texting him. I was like, yo, what do you want for your birthday? I was like, you want some PC upgrades? Like, what can I? And, and I don't know anything about PCs. So I was like, I'm just going to look up like a new graphics card. Because he's always complaining about, you know, and rightfully so, how Bitcoin mining has, has just ran it up through the roof. And so I looked up. And I was like, what are the newest graphic cards? And I, he's like, yeah, he's my best friend. I'll, I'll spend a little money on him. 
thinking that it was going to be the equivalent. Yeah, you got it. You got to take care of the people you yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking that it was going to be the difference between like, you know, when you bring like a cheap bottle of vodka to a party or a friend's house for a weekend versus maybe it's their birthday. So maybe you get them something from, you know, a little higher up on the shelf, maybe a splurge and you guys, you know, indulge. Yeah, maybe some crown. Yeah, yeah, be. yeah. Just not, not top shelf, but you know. You know, as a broke twenty in your twenties, well, I'm thirty now. You know, go up a little. So I was like, I'll look up something for. I'll look up something for my buddy. Let's. I was looking up last night, and I was like, this can't be right. <laughs> and I was looking it up, and so I texted him back. I said, Hey, scratch that. I'm not getting you any PC upgrades. <laughs> and he started laughing. <laughs> and I, looked at, I didn't know shit about it. Like RTX, whatever the new one is, they're like twenty five hundred bucks on eBay. Thirty five hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. So, like, like I've been, I've been trying to get a hold of AMD's new lineup of graphics cards just because I have an AMD processor, mm-hmm. and there's something called Smart Access, which is just when you have an AMD processor and an AMD graphics card, you get better performance. Okay. And and so, like, the MSRP for the card that I want was like four hundred and fifty dollars. Sure. If you enter a new egg shuffle, which is like a lottery system to get a graphics card right now, it's like eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. Jesus fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's new egg. But if you go on Amazon, it's like twelve hundred dollars. The ones I was looking at on Amazon for like the and mind you, I don't know shit about any of this, so excuse me if I'm butchering. Is it RTX? It's like twenty twenty eighty or thirty eighty or like, yeah, so it's RTX 3060, 3070, 3080, 3090. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I'm going to grab on a 3090. I was like, I'm going to be his bro. Dude, I'm not even kidding you. It was $3,400 on Amazon. Yeah, it's, so texted, it's disgusting. I texted him back, and I was like, do you prefer whiskey? <laughs> I was like, sorry, dude. I thought I was going to, if it was like a couple hundred bucks, I was going to get him something. I've never gotten a, a present before, but I was like, fuck it. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's a, uh, Duran, I thought you would enjoy this. So I'm I'm in the new apartment, right? Super tiny, but I love it. I've been at home for five years. I absolutely love it. And uh, I'm jacking up my, my internet. I'm going to get some gigabit. I'm going to splurge. But for my MacBook, which just, this thing over fucking heats just uh, i don't think this thing is meant to process like you know hour-long 4k podcasts which i do every single day so we'd have to design your computer one of these days for your needs so at, it's on a it's on a uh it's on a, a laptop fan which i did, forgot was on it's on a laptop fan and then as mm-hmm. i've gone through before next to it is i have a huge box fan and that's my cooling system. So as soon as I stop recording, <laughs> I turn the box fan on high. I mean, this thing's so loud. I got to put in headphones just to listen to my audiobook. But right above the box fan is the air conditioning vent. So I ordered some HVAC tubing for like ten bucks on Amazon, oh, and I'm gonna bring oh the H- I'm gonna bring the HVAC tubing directly down and like uh, wire it to the back of the uh, the the box fan. <laughs> And then I'll be able to turn on. I'll be able to turn on the AC, and then I can. I'll have an. I'll have the world's only HVAC, HVAC cooled MacBook. So, the MacBook HVAC. So it's that's the that'll be, that's 
that's the end of that story. I, I, I don't really have anywhere to go with that, <laughs> but I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it's it's and again to anyone listening to this, it's they're probably just rolling their eyes, they're bored out of their fucking minds, and I don't care. Go fuck yourself. But like, I always pay attention to like when the Zoom conversation's over, it has to transcode it, and it heats up then, and then it also heats up when I put it through iMovie. So I've got this little like thermometer, this like vacuum thermometer thing. Yeah. And I put it on one side of my MacBook with the box fan on the other side. And I can put it right in front of the box fan and it will read, you know, 60 degrees. I'll crank up the AC. If I just put it, you know, MacBook's what, a foot wide? If I put it on the other side of the MacBook and crank up the box fan in that however quickly it takes for you know the air to go across the laptop what maybe like a a fifth of a second it goes from 60 to 75 degrees in that one foot of distance (laughs) (laughs) so i'm I'm trying to play with 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 fucking cooling down this this laptop but um how many cores do you have for your processor in that laptop i I have no idea let's see let's see about this mac Let's see, MacBook Pro 15 inch 2019 processor 2.6 gigahertz, 6 core, Intel Core i7, memory 16 gigs of 2400 MHZ DDR4, graphics, Intel UHD graphics 630, 1536. I don't know what any of that means, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, I don't think it's meant for what I do with it, but. Whatever. It's, it's what I'm doing with it, but um, yeah, man, Duran, I think you would be proud of my uh, of my hundred terabyte desktop setup right here, off screen. Got a hundred terabyte setup, but oh, to to circle back to what you were saying um, about ideologies battling, it might just be about a month ago. I I had been doing it for several years where I would only download social media to where I would, or excuse me, since I started the podcast, I'd only download social media just to upload the links to the podcast, maybe like Instagram or Facebook. Dwayne, you can, you can hit your vape on camera, dude. I don't give a shit. You don't need to like hide. Oh, sure. Oh, you, you, you keep like hiding ball. You can smoke on screen. I don't give a shit, dude. Okay. You're not supposed to? What? Oh, now I, fuck, did I say something I wasn't supposed to? It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Nah, so I'm applying to med school this summer, so I figured that everything is going to be online available for them to see, too. There's nothing wrong with vaping. It's, it's safer than smoking, right? And you don't need yeah, it. You, like yeah, you don't need to respond to that. Just you're vaping nicotine. Just leave it at that. Who cares? If you're applying to med school and they find a picture of you ripping a marble red, they're just like, "Yeah, this kid knows how to deal with stress." Like they don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, probably. <laughs> dude, listen, listen, man. I got into med school. I got into med school despite having like a triple felony like purged from my record from being a sophomore in college when we broke into a neighboring frat house. Oh my god! Holy shit! Listen, man, I I I got in. All right. So, (laughs) dude, I think I think they're more concerned 
and granted I applied in 2013 I don't know how much shit's changed in 8 years but when I applied the only thing that was on my record is that I got arrested for alcohol when I was 17 I had to do like I had to do like 40 hours of community service and like you know I was on probation whatever did it all got it expunged from my record and when I applied to med school they are like hey, do you have a criminal record and I said no but then I thought I was like you know what even though I was 17, it was just for possession of beer. It was like as, you know, it was as lightweight of a, you know, a crime as possible. And even though it was expunged, I just figured I was like, I think I'd rather just like not say, no, I don't have something on the off chance that they can find that thing that was expunged because now I look like a liar. So what I said yeah. was, what I said was officially, no, I do not. But when I was 17, I did get arrested for having... I was stupid. I was 17 years old. I was drinking beer with my friend. And we got arrested for walking around his neighborhood with an open... Bar. We were stupid. And I was like, my, you know, my parents killed me. And uh, I was like, but it was expunged from my record. But I was like, that did happen. Like, that was an event that happened in time and space. It doesn't matter if it was legally expunged. It's something that did occur. Yeah. And they just said, they just said, thank you for your honesty. And I still got in. Now, granted, if I had said... You know, it was expunged, but I did, you know, rape and kill a baby deer. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they would think twice about letting me in. Yeah, I think that that's a whole different. That's, that's a whole different ballpark. But my point is, I don't know, man. Just be honest and just don't be. Don't. I think they're probably. I think they would probably favor more you telling them everything you've done rather than you lie about something no matter how light it is just own up to it because i think that's what they're looking for is just who you are is you know because it, it's it looks bad on them they don't want to give you a, a medical degree and then you go out and you become you know you're some piece of shit that looks bad on that looks bad on their school but um yeah dude you're fine smoking a vape that that i Listen, if you don't get into med school for smoking a vape, then I don't fucking know. Then that, that wasn't that, you know, you know, I think they're being nice. I don't think that's the reason why you wouldn't get in. If you if they yeah, if they yeah. tell you if they tell you, hey, you know, if I try to ask out Emma Watson and she says, Sorry, Tommy, I just don't like your haircut, she's being nice. It's not my haircut. It's just it's everything about me. She's just coming up with a quick excuse. Okay, so if med school doesn't let you in because you're vaping, it's there's there's more to it behind that. But um, but for and I think I've told you this is, I always I download Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Parler, Gab, GitHub. I I download like eight apps when I'm finished with the podcast. Yeah. Now that I don't have internet, I can't do that. But I downloaded it. Maybe take like two minutes, download them all, and that's where I would post the thumbnail and the link yeah. to the newest podcast and once they were all posted I would then delete them because I found over the years you know I, I would find myself mindlessly scrolling through Instagram or Reddit or Facebook and it's a lot like boiling the frog or it's a lot like slowly gaining weight I wouldn't, I wouldn't realize the negative effects until hindsight I would be, you know, next thing I realize it'd be one in the morning and I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm like, everyone has a better life than me. I live at home with my parents. What the fuck am I doing? 
or I'd be on Reddit and I would be like, oh man, I'd be like, the deep state's taken over, the whole world is fucked, we're run by a bunch of Marxists, or I'd be on Facebook and I'd be like, everyone's retarded, like, why am I even on this earth? It'd be just why I'm on Twitter and I'm like, hey, I'd be like, whoa, cool. No matter what it was, is I'd find myself scrolling and it would, and it, I don't, I don't want to say it would lull me into it because that, that puts the blame on those apps. I, I, I like, I like to own everything I do. So I would lull myself into, no matter what it was, it was always a, a less than positive mindset, whether it was jealousy, whether it was anger, whether it was disdain or regret or anxiety, no matter what it was, it wasn't a good mindset. And I don't know where it happened, but I think like a couple months ago, I just, I didn't delete them off my phone one day and I didn't realize it until like a week ago that I was like, why am I just kind of always pissed off? And one day, and I was just like, I was like, Oh, why am I scrolling through these? I was like, I thought I don't do this. It was literally kind of like waking up from getting blackout drunk. I was like, why am I scrolling through these? And I was like, I thought I'd delete these from my phone. I don't even know how it happened. But I finally went back a week ago and deleted them all. And I was like, no. I was like, there's a reason why I delete them. And because of that, the last week or so, I have been in a wildly more positive mindset, just removing those things from my life. I listen to audiobooks. I, I go for a walk. I go to the gym in the morning. I meditate. And it's just like I'm focused on dieting. I'm focused on making the podcast better and finding more guests. And I'm going to bed earlier because when you're not laying in bed scrolling mindlessly through a trillion po in Instagram posts, you start to just get naturally tired when there's nothing to do. And I just fall asleep. Mm. And I don't really know where I'm there's a there's a point to this whole rant because of that i have found that i'm not really paying attention as much to politics and and differing ideologies whereas i feel like for most of 2021 Whoa. go on no continue for most of 2021 i've I found myself really caught up with ah oh, they fucking stole the election Biden Trump it's 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 back and forth back and forth it's communist China no it's fucking the deep state it's and it's been like tearing my mind apart and I don't think it's good to stick your head in the sand and pretend that none of it's happening but at the same time when I unplug for a week when you just said earlier you know I think these ideologies are at war part of my mind was like wait what's going on. Like, has something happened in the news? Like, because I have removed that daily feed of mm. shit into my mind. And obviously, I know we're at this weird divisive point in our history. But just removing that that importation of news of people telling me how bad it is and instead existing in my own immediate world of leaving the apartment complex and walking to the gym... I've not, not once have I seen, you know, any arguments. I've never, I haven't seen a MAGA hat or a Biden hat. It's just, it's like, where is this all happening? Because I'm walking around here and there's men and women, there's black guys and white guys and Asian guys, there's kids, there's older people, there's, there's no, no one's at each other's throats. 
and you know i'm i'm constantly torn is it is it unethical to tune out all politics because for me personally i am in a better state of mind when i don't pay attention to it but by not paying attention to politics that's how terrible things can happen or is it more ethical to stay invested in the political arena the cost being your own mental health and i know i've only let you say like 10 words this whole podcast so <laughs> what are your thoughts Darren? well you know first i don't I don't necessarily think that it's you taking yourself out of that arena. I think that it's something much deeper, much broader than that. You know, I think that, you know, when when you take care of yourself, you do more for society than you do ideology. You're a more beneficial, because you're, you're a better you, you're a more beneficial citizen to society. Okay. And so I think that, you know, a lot of, you know, those positive, positive feelings and those reinforcements you get is essentially from that. And I think that, you know, you've kind of realized that, hey, you know, the only way that I could really help out and change society is if I'm a better self. And so I think that that has more to do with that than, you know, rather than just taking yourself broadly out of political arena, because you want to be aware of what's going on. You want to be able to look down a pipe and, and see if there's something coming that you need to dodge, you know, like uh, if there's an upcoming financial crisis, for example, like you need to be able to have your ducks in a row. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I think you do better when you don't subscribe to the hate that's going on. And there's a lot of hate is and frankly in my mind it's pretty fucking disgusting it yeah just not something that you like to see you know and it just it makes me sad it really does it it just it tears a hole in my heart tommy when i when i see people that otherwise agree you know on 99 percent of things but disagree on that one percent and then the leading ideology saw well you have to hate that person because if they don't agree with you on that then that means they're a bad person because, you know, that's how ideologues work. They use their ideology to justify their actions or their thoughts. And so I, I just think that, you know, going back to my first point, you know, I, I just think that you're, you're just taking care of yourself. And as a result, you're a better person for society. And I think, you know, a lot of that, you know, you know, I hear when you become a doctor, one of the things that they teach you in med school is how to help teach other people to help themselves and you know that's one aspect of med school i'm very excited about because you know i've met a lot of people who have unjust suffering in their life and the reason they have that unjust suffering is because they're not taking care of themselves they're not being honest with themselves or whatever the case might be you know maybe they're they're having a little bit too much to drink every night you know or or smoke or you know i mean you know whatever it may be but you know, it's just one of the things that I've noticed is, you know, when you when you when you are able to take care of yourself, like obviously you are, you know, you you're having a podcast going, you're working on your dream man, and and you're going to the gym. You're you're taking care of your mental health, you're taking care of your physical health, you know, and, and part of taking care of your mental health is those goals. Like, you know, we're very 
you know, and we've talked about this before, you know, when we're hunting the mammoth and then we see that cougar out in the distance, you know, it's, uh, it's not the goals that give you the satisfaction. It's working on the goals yeah. that, that gives you that mm-hmm. dopamine, you know? And so I think that, you know, you may have not realized that, but in my mind, I think that you've realized that a long time ago, but, uh, you know, subconsciously at least. Uh, I think I would agree. It's, um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of similarities to what you just said with, uh, what, with what Ram Das would always say. He would say the single most beneficial thing you can do for this world, economically, physically, sexually, spiritually, socially, you know, financially, he would say the single best thing you can do is to stay in the present moment and work on yourself. Get your sleep stay hydrated meditate and stay centered he's like it's not selfish work on yourself because the better you are as a person now when you go out and maybe you interact with someone that's just you know maybe they're having a terrible day and they're lashing out you are in a position to be able to absorb that lashing out. Not, it's not that you stand there and you're a punching bag, but you know, if someone just, you know, if you accidentally cut them off or something, they're like, dude, get the fuck out of my way. Instead of turning around and being like, go fuck yourself. You know, you just, what Ram Dass would say is the more in the moment you can stay, you become like a well that has no bottom. And the person next to you when they lash out what they're doing is they're throwing a rock down the well but they never hear a splash they never hear a crash and it's not that you are throwing their rock back it's not that you're taking the rock and it's hitting you but you're internalizing it you just let it go through you and he's like they don't know what to do you know so maybe they throw another rock down the well and there's just no splash you don't tell them, huh, you can't make a splash. You just, there's no splash. And that's one thing I try to remind myself of as I'm like, be the most kind of calm, cool, collected, evolved person that you, that you can be. And, you know, the rest will follow, right? It's, it's, yeah. I think it's what Duncan Trussell says. He's like, I used to, he's like, I used to not like recycle. Cause he's like, I'd always look at corporations and be like, those big multinational corporations, they need to be recycling. But he was like, at the end of the day, he's like, if I can't bring myself to just, you know, put aside my Coke bottles and bring them out to the recycling once a week, instead of throwing them in the trash, he's like, how can I hold anyone else to that standard? And it was like, you know, he's like, the mind is, is egomaniacal the mind wants to stop world hunger and it's like no first clean your apartment and then if you can help your neighbor move in (laughs) it's like just control your immediate world and i think you're 100 percent correct yeah yeah and i think that i think that those values you know and who is it it's like a a political icon that talks a lot about this stuff because you know it's kind of linked to 
you know how we evolve socially and our you know our social hierarchies or that metaphysical world that we all just so happen to live in that's made by culture but in reality you know we co-evolve with it and so it's also in our brains um what's it is he alive? oh yeah it's yeah he's alive it's uh jordan peterson yeah i don't know if you ever heard him yeah, yeah, yeah. i, I um, have a i have a i made one of my hoodies i made actually has one of his lectures on it really yeah it's, which one is that you know you know a cure the dawn yeah oh like the meaning wave one yeah so i made one with waves I actually wore it this morning to the gym and it has it has one of his hold on i'll go fucking grab it stay right here duran duran i need you to monologue all right i need you to monologue uh, i'm not going anywhere man <laughs> monologue monologue you son of a bitch uh yeah but you know, I think that 90% of what that guy says is empirical. And most of the time, you know, he's not hes not trying to have some political argument. I think that he's trying to talk about stuff that interests him. And I think that, you know, a lot of what he says gets misrepresented, especially by that of ideological groups that represent, you know, the hard left or the hard right. And so, you know, that's a very difficult position to be because both those groups are people and you know whatever they want you know they those groups also you know they never learned from history they they never they never really tried to to be good with their actions something nice with jordan is he's trying to be a good person and you can't you can't say that he's not trying and you know you can tell trying his hardest and that's the crazy thing and so whenever i hear people you know talk oh he's a alt-right it's white fascist or whatever you know i just i just can't take him seriously i really can't oh that's dope yeah it's uh is that one called Wave? Or Yeah, it's well it's a cure of the dawn, you know, the Wave Lord. And uh mm. yeah, it's uh it's got one of his his lectures on it. And it's I think his lecture is titled What Would You Be Like? And obviously a cure of the dawn turns him into beautiful or awesome songs. But uh I made that one like two years ago. Yeah. But yeah, no, yes, yes, I know who he is. Um But yeah, it's um yeah it's you know I was describing this yesterday um have you ever read The Alchemist by is that uh that's a manga right hmm is that manga are you talking about anime no 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 The Alchemist it's a it's a I, I think I'm just nerding out and uh, I haven't read that alchemist and yeah, I've the, read the, Al- <laughs> it's, the alchemist is it's it's some like it's it's some coming of age story it's by paulo silo c-o-e-h-l-o it's one of the most like widely selling books of all time and uh he wrote it and it's about like a kid in like the 1500s or something i think he's somewhere in the middle east but basically this kid has a he's like a farmer he's a shepherd he's like 16 
and uh, you know he he attends to his flock and there's like an old church I think he's in Spain somewhere actually there's like an old church and like the roof is caved in and uh, every night he goes and sleeps you know kind of near like the altar it's just this old ancient church and his sheep are in there with him and he you know looks up at the stars and every night he has a dream of like removing like moving rock and finding gold and uh in one of his dreams he sees the pyramids so he's like i gotta go to the pyramids and it's this whole there's all these lessons about how his dad gives him his blessing and he you know he goes out and goes to like you know wherever the nearby city is and he gets like robbed and he sells his sheep and it's this whole you know he's growing up and it's got all these life lessons and it's 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 one of my favorite books it's like a one day read and um he keeps searching he's gone for years and he keeps searching for gold and he's like you know i lost all my sheep but he's like at least i left my town like no one ever leaves no one ever leaves their hometown he's like they grow up and they die there and he's like at least i got to see like a river i got to see like a city i got to see a sail a sailboat and um he's like so no matter what at least i got to go on this adventure and he he finally gets to the pyramids and he gets mugged he gets the shit beat out of him they like almost kill him and he's sitting there like bloodied and they like take what little money he has and they're like why did you even come here you know it's like a white guy so you stupid like you know you stupid white guy mind you the book takes place in like the 1500s and uh yeah he's like he's like bleeding out of his mouth and he's like laying there and you know one of the guys is like why the fuck did you even come he's like don't you know how dangerous it is here he's like you're lucky we don't kill you and uh he's like he musters the i might be butchering it but he like musters the words he's like um you know i saw the pyramids in my dream and that there would be a great treasure here and the guy starts laughing and he goes i had one of those dreams once and he's like i've never left egypt he goes i had a dream that you know there was a broken down church in spain and underneath the altar was a bunch of hidden gold and he goes and then i grew up and i realized it was just a dream and the kid like he's like oh holy shit and so he like gets his stuff and he makes the trek back to like spain takes him like two years he goes back like digs up the altar and sure enough there's a bunch of old spanish treasure and he like you know now he's just set for life he buys back his sheep he finds his wife happily ever after but the whole thing is that he had you know he he had it, it was, he had it all along but the only way he could discover it was by abandoning by abandoning it and leaving his comfort zone and i say all that to say when i was pre-med much like yourself when I was pre-med, all I did was study. I woke up every morning, lifted weights, took a cold shower, I'd meditate, and I would just study all day. That's all I did. And I would just get 4.0s. I would kick the, I would bust the curve. I would make people fail out of classes. I just was a machine. And that's all I did for, for four years. I'd occasionally drink, but as much as I was terrified, about not getting into medical school and that's why I studied so hard. I also just loved the pursuit. But I never realized that I loved the pursuit. I thought I was I thought I just wanted to get into medical school. And when I finally did get in after four years, I felt so weird and empty. And that's when I took shrooms. That's when I decided not to go to medical school. 
you know, a month after that is when I lost my brother to suicide. And, you know, the rest is history. I went on this long downward spiral of kind of doing all the drugs I never did, you know, trying to have like meaningless hookups, like, and I kind of just did everything that I thought is where happiness existed, you know? Like if you found out you had six months to live, what would you do? Oh, I'd just fuck whores and do drugs and I'd eat food. Well, I got really fat. I stopped working out. All I did was eat McDonald's. I didn't go to the gym. I just smoked pot and played video games and jerked off all day, which seems like, sure, that's just heaven, right? But the reality is, is no, that was the most miserable I've ever been in my life, was when I indulged in every pleasure. And it wasn't until starting up the podcast in December 2019 that I realized in order to do a podcast, I had to be well rested. I couldn't be tired and cranky. I get anxious when I don't have enough sleep. So I had to be well rested. And I can see all this in hindsight. This wasn't premeditated. I also realized that I had to work out beforehand, even if it was just a short walk. I had to sort of, you know, get the blood flowing, get my brain moving. I had to, sh- I couldn't look greasy. I had to shower and shave. I couldn't wear like the same clothes because whereas normally I wouldn't have a problem with just wearing the same stinky clothes day after day. I was like, well shit, now there's video evidence of me not like practicing hygiene. So I was like, fuck, so I'd have to change my shirt every day. And I was like, well, if I'm gonna change my shirt, I might as well change all my clothes. And I was like, I can't get, have my teeth getting more yellow. So I was like, got to make sure I brush them like extra hard. And slowly as the podcast went on, I realized that I had to be able to fill the dead air if the conversation lulled. And the only way to do that and to be interesting was to constantly have things to talk about, which meant that in all of my free time, I had to be taking in audiobooks. All these things were happening and it's not until hindsight that I can see that they were happening as they were happening I didn't realize it but looking back I can see oh I was slowly developing this like structure in my life again and you know the goal was to get to a hundred subscribers and then to 500 and then to a thousand and then to start making money and then to move out get out of my parents house and now here we are 420 episodes I've been doing the podcast for about six, 16 months and eight days. And I've done endless amounts of work. I've listened to endless audiobooks. I've had on endless guests. But what I've finally realized probably in the last two to three months is that, like the alchemist, I realized that like happiness wasn't smoking pot all day and drinking every night and jerking off and texting girls happiness was just having this distant goal to become the next Joe Rogan and to dedicate every waking hour to it every single day and that is bliss and every day I wake up I I hop out of bed I turn on my audiobook for the next guest I'm having on go to the gym, come back, you know, I've been in my own apartment for three days now, but like come back, cold shower, meditate, dieting, weighing myself every day, trying to always, you know, update the podcast, you know, whether it's some ghetto shit, like stringing an HVAC tubing down to my laptop or whatever, (laughs) you know, it's, or upgrading internet or whatever, it's, it's always just working, and I've found that, yes, 
I would love to sign that hundred million dollar contract just to know that I just to know that I'm set, right? And I can take care of my loved ones. But you know, prior to that, there is a bliss in just having something to get lost in every day. It's a video game that I can never beat. It's I can just work on it every day. And every day I get another episode under the belt. I get another subscriber. I get another view. And I just try to make it better than the day before. And there's this whole, I guess, similarity to The Alchemist. And that I had to go out and kind of explore everything else in life before I could realize that, like, oh, I had it right initially. Choose a goal on the horizon and just dedicate yourself to it. And granted, that's that's what's good for me. I don't know what's good for you. I don't know what's good for anyone else. And well, I've I've definitely noticed the same thing in my life. You know, I so you know I started college and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go pre pharmacy. And then it was like, okay, well, that doesn't really interest me because I don't really like the idea of standing around and talking to insurance companies all day. You know, um, and so. And I said, okay, let's do pre-med. And I was like, nah, grad school, grad school. Let's go grad school. And then and then after doing a bunch of research, and I love learning, by the way. You know, there's a bunch of cool shit in biology that I nerd out about, you know, especially that with viruses. And so, um, but anyways, you know, I went and I was like, okay, you know, I was still kind of on the fence. And I was like, okay, let's go do job shadowing for medicine. And I job shadowed this guy and so you know half the time he was just your family doc in the box you know but the other half of the time he was uh, an addiction specialist and so i got to see like the front lines of the opioid epidemic and i got to understand it at a more humane level i'd say and i say humane as in emotional almost like uh like a very realistic, you know, you feel what they're feeling because you're in the room with people who are struggling for that. And, you know, I thought, you know, I was going to meet, you know, just horrible people and, you know, they're dope addicts and they're, you know, just these horrible people because they're dope addicts. And it was, you know, it was a complete opposite. I met some people that were probably a lot better than some other people I know. And I was kind of just like, holy shit, you know, there's a stigma that we have in society about, you know, people who are addicted to drugs. You know, is it really their choice? Is that how we should define it? You know, I don't think that we should define it that way. I think that people should be able to get help. Like if you're a a nurse in Idaho, for example, and you're addicted to opioids, you can lose your license by going and getting help. I I mean, to me, that just seems like you're digging those people deeper pit. You're making it harder for them to recover and be beneficial to society. And so I think that, you know, you know, and that ultimately, you know, those feelings and, you know, just the way that because uh, the family practice stuff was awesome, too. You know, he <laughs> he was a great guy, you know, really social, really um really good about helping me understand you know what's going on you know in medicine and you know what his job was and you know showed me the paperwork he'd have to do afterwards you know 
and you know all that jazz but you know when i'd get home my mom's like you just have a glow on you and you know i would not shut the fuck up about job shadowing in fact i loved it so much and i was you know reflecting back you know these past couple weeks you know i've been thinking about so i gotta write my personal statement and then mm-hmm. i gotta go do an interview on that this week because you know uh <laughs> for the committee letter but but for me you know it's exactly that you know that alchemist story i had to venture around and then finally i came back to it and i was like holy shit yeah you know i was right all along you know eighth, eighth grade doran knew yeah knew from a matter of fact that's what he wanted to do but i didn't know it like i didn't have the evidence for it you know it's it's almost like a this subconscious thing that's there that's that's telling you but you don't recognize it you know you you don't really feel like you have a real good reason and then you get put into that spot and for me it was job shadowing and you're like oh yeah you know i love it and so i don't think that anyone should be doing anything in life that they wouldn't want to be telling their mother about well not only telling but you know bragging and and not shutting up about it you know because if you don't love it that much then what what the hell's the point you know yeah but but for me you know that was that's that's my story you know as a relation to to what you just said about having to go around and, and look for a while yeah because i've definitely experienced that myself and i think you know in general i think that's something that people go through there yeah it's like you can start off doing something that in the end yet yeah, you find is what you know you were initially right eighth grade or and you know or pre-med tommy but it's almost like you don't know it's right <laughs> It's like it feels good and you like it, but you're almost like, can it get better? Well, Is there other stuff? And it's well, like, it's like what Ram Dass said. It's it's more wisdom than it is knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that just blows my mind. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I got five minutes and I gotta yeah, go yeah, get yeah. ready because I gotta. <laughs> you're good. Man. I gotta do like a presentation later on this book I dude, read and dude, you're good. a bunch of other stuff. You're good. Well, yeah, we'll wrap it up. It's a. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's not until you can. You know, have you ever been playing a game, and you're like, I think I want to. You know, sometimes I'll be playing Just Cause, and I'll be like, Fuck this! I want to play Ace Combat, and I'll put in Ace Combat, mm. and I'll play five minutes, and I'll be like, I want to play Ace Combat. I'll play Hitman, and I'll start playing Hitman. I'll be like, I don't fucking want to play Hitman. Maybe I want to speed run Grand Theft Auto, and I'll go back to Grand, and I'll go, to, and I'll be like, I don't want to play Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> and I keep jumping around, and then I go back to Just Cause, and I'm like. Oh no! This is it. This is yeah. It. You, know, you know, you get you get the Grand Theft Auto, and you're like, wait, I want a grappling hook and a wingsuit. And you're like, just cause, and you go back, to it and it's like, uh, right. It's not until you circle all the way. You know, if if ten years ago you told me that at age thirty I would be in a one room apartment by myself, I would have said, what did I do wrong? That's so depressing. <laughs> Whereas now. I mean, this is my castle. Like, this is, you know, I would argue I'm probably as happy or happier than Warren Buffett. Truly. Dude, I wake up, I listen to an audiobook that I like, I do a podcast, or I go to the gym, I work, I work out, I meditate, shower, I, I do a podcast. After this, I immediately jump back to the audiobook. I'm having on an author named David Arkin later this week who wrote a book, The General Has No Clothes. It's all about the war state. It's awesome. I love it. I'm on my third listen through. I mute video games and I play video games while I listen to audiobooks on one and a half speed. 
I wait for the podcast to finish processing. I upload it. I offload it to some hard drives, clean the computer, you know, run like a memory cache cleaner, get it all ready for the next day. I put out my workout clothes for tomorrow. I put out the clothes that I'm going to wear on the podcast, put those in the bathroom so I can just get out of the shower and put them on, put out my meds for the next day. And I kind of prep the whole podcast area, get all the cords ready, make the invitation for the Zoom, get the webcam, and then I turn it all off and I go to bed. And I wake up the next day and I do it all again. And it's, I mean, I feel like I'm in Inception. Like I went to the dream within the dream within the dream within the dream, you know, and they're like, they're like, you know, they're like, how long were you there? And he was like something like 50 years. And it was just him and his partner just building this whole world. I feel like that's where I am. I'm just building my own little world. And I mean, you know, there's anxiety because I don't have like a lot of money and I, I'm not like set. I'm not, you know, I'm not insulated from the world. Mm. But other than that, I mean, I would, I would say maybe second to like Post Malone. I think I'm probably one of the most content people in the world. Uh, I would truly, for the first time in my whole life, I can say that. I would argue that I'm one of the most content people on this planet. No, no hyperbole. I truly mean that. It's there. You know, there are still wants and needs and depressions and anxieties and regrets and you know. But all things considered, when I meditate, I center myself. You know, comparison is the thief of joy. And I realize what my life is. This is my job. This I'm at work right now. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm in like the interior zone of inception, and I'm just building my own little world. Yeah, I mean, you you built a pretty good foundation. I mean, you're like I said earlier. You know, you're taking care of yourself mentally, physically, and and socially. You know, you're you're very much being you know responsible to you to yourself to a point where you have a reasonable goal. You know, it's it's not an easy goal, but it's reasonable. It's within grasp, and you know, and as a result, you know, that gives you a good foundation where you can withstand, you know, the bouts of depression or yeah. anxiety or, yeah. you know, whatever it may be. And I'm not trying to talk down depression, anxiety, that sure, kind of thing. Sure. You know, there's a lot of serious disorders with that, and a lot of people like that need help. You know, I ha- I've I've been around people that, you know, were on those ends of the spectrums, and you know. You know, that's just different for them. You know, that's that's mental. You know, that's a mental disease. But yeah. you know, for the normal person, you know, you're going to have bouts of depression, anxiety, or you know, where you're not happy, and that's okay. You know, that's life. But you got to make sure you have a foundation, like Tommy's talking about. You know, fuck yeah, Dorn. I'll wrap this up. I know you got to go. Episode four twenty. On 420. On 420. Which, That's important. Which, for everyone, I didn't realize was ha- was kind of lining up until like a month ago. Because I would just get notifications. And I wasn't even seeing who the user was, but I now know it's you. But you were, <laughs> but you were, just, count- you were just counting down episodes. And I was like, who the fuck? I thought you were a bot. And it would be like, <laughs> it would be like 35. The next day it would be like 34. And a week later it would be like 27. And I'd be like, what the fuck is he counting down to? <laughs> And I realized it was Doran, and I realized he was counting down to 420. 
So I, <laughs> and I was just like, I kind of laughed, and I was so I texted you. I was like, do you want to be like the guest number? You want to be guest four twenty? And you were like, yeah, I think I'm free that day. And in my mind, I was like, what do you mean that day? How does he know what day I'm doing four twenty? And I realized that you were talking about this date four twenty. <laughs> and then I realized, oh my god, episode four twenty is going to be on four twenty. <laughs> and I was like, yo, yo, you want to do the episode? And he was like, I would be honored. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, fuck yeah! So I had a bunch of people asking me, they're like, yo, can I be guest four twenty? I was like, it's taken, it's taken. <laughs> so fuck yeah! And you know, of course, too. I, I appreciate it. I am very honored. <laughs> hey man, hey man, you're guest number one. It's uh, whatever I can do for you. Uh, Dorn, I'll let you go, man. I know you got to go. All right. I love you, brother. Thanks for coming on. Love you, dude. Take uh, care, man. Stay safe, everybody, and take care of yourself before anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Later, Dorn. Peace. See you, man.